I'm not. I don't care about the divines. I want to talk about me fucking <laughs> illicit. Um, is this a ra- is this race or is this sexuality? That that's all I want to know. I think both comes into it. Um, we're sorry in advance. A podcast where we're always sorry in advance. I am Joe. Uh, I use they them. Uh, you can call me a lady, a gentle them. Uh, whatever you a prefer, problem. really. Uh, usually a problem. <laughs> Some might say mentally ill. Um, and here with me today is my co-host. Corey. He, him, also identifies as a problem. <laughs> this episode is about our favourite video games. It is part two. If you've not seen the first part, it's a mess. We've just recorded it. We're fully aware. Um, All the same audio problems from last time. Probably <laughs> yeah. still going to be here. Um Nothing. Nothing's going to change about that. Audio mixing. Who, don't know her. Don't know her. Who would play her? We should get a Patreon just so people can hire us <laughs> just for their um, own sakes. Do you think we, like, if we got a Patreon, do you reckon we'd go up to two hundred and twenty in the leisure chart? I feel like we would just skip out on Patreon. We go straight OnlyFans, straight hole, <laughs> hole on main. What? Do a collab. Yes, we are popular enough for OnlyFans to want to collab with us. I mean, I I, know, deal. I know people. See, if we ever get ads, I want them to be like only. I want poppers. I want popper want ads. I want scorpion. Is it scorpion? Ooh, um, scorpion is good. Oh, juice. Um, don't tell people who are good. That's when they pay us to tell them. <laughs> Sorry, don't. We don't give nothing for free. <laughs> We're capitalists now. New year, new Speak me. For yourself. <laughs> I can just feel the eyes of Mark staring at me. <laughs> Maybe because I think you've got him framed in your room. <laughs> I mean, I don't have him framed, but he is down there. Giving us a little wink. Who wants to go first? I mean, I went first last time, so I do believe in the turn order that we have set for ourselves. It's your go. Oh my God. I feel like we just go based on vibes. I mean, that's usually how I live my life. Fair. So, my game I am talking about is The Elder Scrolls for Oblivion. So, let me spin you a tale. Oh, a weave, if A you weave. Will. So, I'm going to give a very brief synopsis. I'm going to keep it probably not as brief as my Portal. Portal was a very short game. Oblivion is not. Um, yeah, there's quite a lot of moving parts to it, isn't it? Yeah, so Oblivion starts with you, like most Elder Scrolls games, I think all of them, where you are a pr- in a, you're a prisoner in a prison cell. Crime you did, not known. Not all, but most. Yeah, I feel like probably Arena and probably without weren't. But yeah, so you start off in a nice little jail cell. It's pretty comfy. Um, it is £620 per calendar month. Yeah, it's in central London. To be fair, it's in central. It is it's in, in central. It's in the Imperial City. So then the Emperor, Euro Septim, who is... Who's the voice actor? Um... I want to say Sean Connery, but it's definitely not okay, Sean we'll Connery. Get, we'll get Basically, there's some voice actors who are famous, uh, and they get killed off very quickly. Patrick Stewart. That's it. There we go. It's like in Fallout 3 when your dad's Liam Neeson, and then he's just not in the game for most of it. No, it's like, truly... They so love it. It's like, okay, you could have used the Liam Neeson budget for literally anything literally else. Anything else. And he didn't. I mean, honestly, I support that. So, in Oblivion... The Emperor then, when you're in prison, sees you and is like, 
let me see your face. You, I know you. You're the one from my dreams. Which, it, under normal circumstances, you don't respond to but that man. usually how I message people on Grindr. I'm quite popular, so I feel like, honestly, give it a go. Um, that's usually how people speak to me when I'm in Brixton. <laughs> but that's how you speak to people when you're on cat. <laughs> um, As if you think I'm capable of speaking when I'm on cat. So, you then escape the sewers. Well, you speak... <laughs> Could this spell? <laughs> no. Phrase that terribly. You then go through the dungeon esque tutorial to the sewers and then back into the dungeon. And then the Emperor dies and gives you the Emperor of Kings. The Emperor of Kings. The Emperor of. Oh, what's it called? Amulet of Kings. Amulet of Kings. Am I drunk? I mean, maybe. Second hand high. But let's cut all that out. I, like any of that. I hate all of that. I self-edit. I'm like Monique Hart. I'm like, cut that out. Cut that out. Um, yeah, so you go through the dungeon to the end of the like tutorial dungeon. The Emperor dies. You Plot twist. Plot twist. He, he's dead. Very preventable. You literally just stand there. He gets stabbed once. And oh, then... no. Truly. Like, that Emperor wasn't shit. No. But he gives you the Amulet of Kings... And you are then sent into the open world of Cyrodiil. 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 And you can either complete the main quest, which is fine. It's interesting. It has the worst part of the game, which is the title of the game, which is Oblivion. Yeah. The worst part of the game. Just objectively Not the, fun. the worst part of the game. But you can join the Mages Guild, the Brotherhood Dark Brotherhood. The Dark Brotherhood. I was actually like, I'm missing the word, but I can't remember the word it is. You okay, hun? No. And then you can join the Fighters Guild or the Thieves Guild. Honest to God, the guilds are such fun. Oblivion has some of the most creative quests that Bethesda have done. Yeah, I'll agree with that. Like, the there's a quest where you're just in a painting. Fun. Yeah, You know what? Fun. Mario 64 style. Yeah. So... The main quest is, I think, good. Like, you just go through it, you You've got to find, find like, out... his bastard child or whatever. Yeah, you find out about the Oblivion Crisis, which is just basically hell is coming into... Like... Is it Molag Ball? No, yes. And then... Is it Molag Ball? Uh, no, I don't think... I don't... No, it's No, not. it's another one. It's Mehrun's Dagon. You then just follow one of the cults who want to worship him. Mythic Dawn. Yeah, Mythic Dawn. And then you... It's very... I don't... Like, I feel like the main quest is not the main reason people love... Oh, no, absolutely not. Like, it's just... It's generic fantasy stuff of demon princes. But where the fucking heart lies in Oblivion is the guild quests and, honest to God, just how all the NPCs interact with each other. Because it is so... Radiant AI was both a blessing and a curse, and I love it. I mean, it hadn't really been done on that scale with that level of no, they made it. Before. It was great, yeah. So, like, instead of, I think they, I mean, they were the first people to have NPCs have day to day lives rather than just set routines, set routines, or just stand in there. Like, they were literally the first one, and I, I think there's so much charm in it. I think that's why it's one of my favorite games. It's not because it is great. But because it's just so much charm in how broken it is. 
Like, I love it. Like, there's beggars who will go from a beggar voice asking for money, and then you ask them for their rumours, and they just give it to you in the most posh voice. I love it. Oh, it's so broken. The audio mixing is so, not there. It's also not here, so honestly, I think I should relate <laughs> to it. I love it. Uh, one of I'm gonna go, I want to go over just some of my favorite quests. I okay. feel like I feel like that's more Gucci. It's such a big game that I feel like I can't really do it justice if I try and talk about. I'd rather talk about parts of it in good detail rather than all of it in terrible detail. Fair. So my favorite quest. What's your favorite quest? Fast. My favorite quest is what I think everyone's favorite quest is, and it is the house party in the Dark Brotherhood, where it's like Cluedo. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. That is probably also one of the quests with the most love into it. So, for the brief synopsis of the quest, you are... How much love? I think I... I'll get into it, but I honestly think it had... That quest had probably the most thought and detail actually put into it, and the most care. So, you are an assassin, and you've got to... You go into a house party with four other people, and you've got to kill each of them individually without anyone else seeing. Mm-hmm. But where I think... One, it's just a fun, you're stuck in a house, killing off people, fun. Where I think the charm and like why it has so much detail is if you kill one person, everyone else has specific dialogue as to that person dying. But if you kill so if I kill person A and person B, person C and D has specific dialogue as to just unique to like A and B died. But if mm-hmm. I kill A and C, person B will have a specific like dialogue that is just about A and C. So, like, there's just so much dialogue options and, like, so much different routing paths that you can do that, and, like, just different, like, ways you can kill people. Like, it's not just go in there and stab them. Mm-hmm. You can have one of the other people, like, try and kill the others and all this. Like, it's just very much a dynamic quest. Like, they really knew what they were doing. That was painful to watch. <laughs> Joe is lying down having a coffee and I still think it's going to spill. Maybe put that down. Ah, that's Gucci. Okay. I know what I'm doing. Just warm up your crotch. Live your life. But that is honestly, I think it's just what most people's fun quest is. It's just, just fun. Just fun. Which I feel like is Oblivion did well. Oblivion oh. does just. It gives you free reign. Like Oblivion I, is also a bit camp. Best Seder games are at the best. I did it again. You keep saying best. Best Seder. Actually, not that name. Best Seder. They're usually at their best when it just lets you play with all the tools that you have without trying to push you in a particular direction mm. so when they've had the time to program in like okay so how how many different ways can this quest go is when it is when they're at their best yeah they they do i feel like they definitely i mean i think more recent games they've sort of stepped it down i think they've just lost what made them great not like lost like it's gone but I think they've maybe focused on different areas that maybe. Well, they do like environmental storytelling so well. They do, but also, I unless it's in like a Fallout game. In that case, it's just a, some skeletons. It's a skeleton in like a bathtub, and you're like, <laughs> oh my god, a kid died here. So like, why I chose Oblivion over Skyrim as well is just like quests like the arena, so fun. I, I don't think the arena is that fun. Okay. I, well. I, I. Th- Thing. It's repetitive, me- but I think it's fun. I don't... Yeah, yeah, I don't think mechanically the combat is satisfying enough to... in. I play through the arena because it's easy to level up. 
Oh, I see. I like I, the idea of like. I mean, I think the arena. I think it. Did, I I enjoy it. I think it's fun. I like enjoying things. You try. It sounds like you're trying to convince yourself there. No, it's just more like the arena has its own little flaws. Like you're not really like you're apparently this grand champion, but you can do it in like two days. That's always a bit like. Mm. I mean, but you can do a lot of murder in two days. But no, I. I think if the arena you can only do like one battle a week. I think that would be a bit more like okay, that's more, but then that's. Do you want realistic or do you want a fun game? Because yeah. otherwise, all people can do is wait in game. Like, just do you want to wait eight months of in game time? Or all you can do is just sleep for a week, seven, like a week, <laughs> and then just yeah, like. But no, I I feel like I think the arena quest is so fun. Like the thieves guild quest is a bit. I think it's one of the weakest. Oh, I really like it, but I mean like it because I like the idea of like you have to actually break into houses and like get enough money to like be recognized by the guild. Mm-hmm. But the issue is the money that you need is too low, so then you accidentally you always get to a point where you're like, it's like oh you need to fence five hundred gold, mm-hmm. but you've already fenced two thousand, so then the quest is automatically unlocked and it's like oh okay, okay, cool. like it would have been better if it was like. 1,500 per quest and then you're like right you've actually got to go in like expensive areas and actually like go looting yeah like go in there and like find it but um I mean there's also like people's favourite guild is probably the Dark Brotherhood everyone's guild favourite guild is always the Dark Brotherhood losing your chance his voice actor went off uh, it popped off he popped sis. off like it's such good voice acting the story's really good the quests are fun they have probably the more unique thing of like the optional bits it's also i just think how you get initiated into that guild of like you do kill someone i mean it's uh what triggers it is it killing x amount of innocents no. or is it just killing, killing x amount killing one innocent okay but um it also triggers if you don't kill any innocent and run through the arena quest does it yeah if you run through the arena guilds at the That's end of it. Probably a bug. Well, I just figured if you killed a certain amount of people, then you get the invite. Oh no. As far as I'm concerned, or where even, um, you literally just have to you kill one innocent person and then it's like it's okay. been viewed. The arena might well, I mean, that's the only way I ever joined the Dark Brotherhood in Oblivion. Oh. <laughs> so... I feel like that might be a bug. But it's also a Bethesda game, I wouldn't put it. It might be. Well, I mean, mm. I just think it's a way of getting into the Dark Brotherhood that you haven't come across. I don't think it's a bug. No, because there is the other way. Where So in lore of Oblivion, if you're an Argonian born under the Shadow Sign, then you are a Shadow Scale, and that they're automatically initiated into the Dark Brotherhood. However, if you play as an Argonian who is under the Shadow Sign, you are not automatically you are not. in the... <laughs> you, you go about it the exact same way if you just kill one person, or apparently the arena. Sort it out, like... Don't you... put stuff in lore right. in the game if it's not going to be a Fucking feature. Ludo-narrative dissonance coming at us again. Because, like, I think I, I think my character in it is literally Argonian under the sneak. Because I was like, oh, that sounds like fun. And I was like, oh. I love a lizard. Yeah. Well, all the characters in Oblivion always look a bit potato-y. The only person you can make look like an actual person is Ted Cruz. <laughs> like everyone else. The Zodiac Killer. Everyone else just looks like potato, so I was like, "I'll be a lizard or a cat," because like, are you a cat boy? 
only in, only in games with, with terrible <laughs> creation. So I'm like, well, I can make a, you, you can't make a bad looking cat in like. I mean, actually, you can. It, it is a line, but it's camp though. It is, but like, yeah, no, like the. I just think Oblivion is just. It was also the first game that I got into that was like an RPG. Yes. So like, because I, I played like Fallout Three before it, but that was like, so then someone was like, if you like Fallout Three, you should play Oblivion. So then it's like the first like fantasy RPG I got like properly into, and oh. I got into it. I think my original save mm-hmm. file was like two hundred, three hundred hours. Um, it's. I think it also helped that technology improved, so the ease of access to actually get into it is there when um, everything is voice acted and you don't have to read blocks and blocks of text to understand yeah. what's going on. Don't get me wrong, Morrowind is a great game in its own right. It it Just the barrier to entry is a lot higher. Yeah, I've not played Morrowind. I played it for like an hour and I was, I think, a bottle of wine deep. So trying to get me to read anything was a unique choice. Morrowind was my first Elder Scrolls game. Ah, fair. But then... Like, there is some issues. Um, issues, if you think about it too deeply. Like, you can become the main, like the Archmage, but also the head of the Dark Brotherhood, but also the head of the Thieves Guild. But then someone, I can't remember who said this in the video, but they were like, I think of it as everyone who, every, que- like, every guild person, mm-hmm. you're a different person. So it's not the same character, you're a different character. Because I think that, that makes more sense. So, like, even though on the same save file, mm-hmm. you're both the Archmage and the head of the Thieves Guild, it's two different characters. I think that makes... I, I was like, okay, that makes a bit more sense. I mean, that makes sense, but that's also just not reality. <laughs> no, but I feel like it would make sense in, like, canon and all that. And, like, lore. I liked it, because I was a bit like, it does sort of then you can forgive quite a lot of the game. Because why am I the Archmage, but then in the Thieves Guild I'm breaking into the Archmage... To go steal a staff. Well, I, like I like it makes sense if they're two different people. I just think that um, Bethsaida should have better uh, quality control. <laughs> not necessarily quality control, but if it is possible for you to be the leader of all of these guilds on the same save file without any interactions, I think you need to you need to put something in the game that planet like. It, make a point of it, have a reason how you can be like, the leader uh, whether that be the leader of each guild is like, shrouded in mystery and it's like, just a title Shadow or Hand, yeah. like, with Shadow Hand, the Grey Fox ETC being like well, a I mean, more like a Shadow like Hand as in like you don't know who's in charge Ooh. Yeah, I mean, just like, if there's a title that you can gain, because that way it doesn't necessarily have to be your character mm. it's just you have taken on the mantle well that's for... sort of dark brotherhood you're not the leader you're the listener so you just hit a night mother yeah so i feel like that, the night mother that would you sense. fuck well i'm a gay man who doesn't like women and that's a ghost woman who's I mean, 90 million years I'd, old i'd argue closer to like jerky so i'm gonna i'm gonna go for no oh you missed it out do you reckon, like, I feel like in, like, those games, I don't think gay and straight exists, because, like, there's orc people, so what if you're not attracted to orc people? Then you're racist. 
<laughs> but like, is it a sexuality or is it just? I don't think it's a sexuality. I think like, if you want to fuck the orc person, fuck the orc person. If you don't, you don't. Like, how does it? How does it work? But like, what if I don't want to fuck a cat person? Well, is that? I mean, I feel like that's somewhat understandable, but is I it? feel like why? it's not taboo. But why? Like, is is that count as like, ew, you're gro- like you're one of the gross people who no, have, like, oh my type, and it's you're, like you're a fairy. But then like. Yeah, but in... Because obviously there's not going to be fairies in, like, Cyrodiil. Excuse me. Like, clearly they're just you... people. Excuse me. <laughs> they're just Ex- people. No, 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 excuse me. You think that there are human people in Cyrodiil that don't want to be an anthropomorphic animal? No, but what I mean is... Have you is... not read the fan fiction? <laughs> but what I mean is, <laughs> like, in Cyrodiil, if you're... Say, like, you were on the apps, on the grinders... On the apps... If a cat person messages you, is then not being into that person, is that <gasps> an issue? Or is it just like, a, oh no, is it more of a sexuality? Or is it more of a, ew, you have a, you have a gross little... Like, no one people are like, <laughs> oh, I'm not into, like, X amount of dudes, and you're like, ew. I mean... Like, I, which is it? I feel like it's kind of just down to... I think it's less down to sexuality and more down to physiology. I think it's like, well... If... So am I the weird one if I want to fuck the cat? Tell me now. No. If I want to fuck the Argonian, am I... Up? Should people be... Do you reckon this is like... <laughs> Which divine is for my type of Akatosh. people who want me to get down and dirty with a lizard person? It's definitely not Talos, because Talos is definitely racist. <laughs> is that a racism thing? I mean, yeah, Talos is... A... No, I mean... I'm not. I don't care about the divines. I want to talk about me fucking <laughs> a lizard. Um, is this a ra- is this race or is this sexuality? That that's all I want to know. I think b- both comes into it. I mean, like, it. I don't like in universe of Tamriel. They they be inter interspecies fucking. Oh no, there's got to be right. But well, all, the last year I got new maids about like some like nobleman who has like a little horny little. But they've also never stated if each um, race is actually, like, sexually compatible. If, like... No, they have, I think. Well, like... The Grey Prince is half orc, half high elf? Yeah. I mean, I don't... His mum's an orc, but his dad's a vampire high elf. I don't know whether the more animalistic races, e.g. the Khajiit and the Argonians, if they are, like, physiologically compatible. But it would make sense. I am assuming I'm assuming they they got dicks and badges. I'm sure I can can go on the Oblivion Nexus (laughs) right now and find that straight out for you. Um, But out of the two, Khajiit, Argonian, which one are you fucking? I think I've quite solidly cemented myself as a lizard fucker. <laughs> lizard fucker! Well, you can't really be a fairy about lizards, so I feel like I'm in a safe camp if I uh, say you lizards. Can, you can be a fairy with lizards, because there are Dragon, fairy dragons. Dragons do exist. Oh my, I am Welsh. I need to come into this. I think, I think, for my own heritage, I need to say lizard. You're a lizard boy. I'm a cat then. Do you want a scaly dick, or a Fairy. Well, it doesn't. Like you it, shave it. Who said? Not gonna get who some said meat. the Argonian's dick was scaly? Me. Well, right now but, on record. I mean, I'm assuming it would work like, uh, like it would retract into them. 
We need to move on. <laughs> no, because I'm into this now. This is... <laughs> we'll get into it without this. <laughs> but... Overall, I just feel like... Oblivion is just such a great bad game. I love it so much. It is so... The parts that are broken about it are so charming that I love it. The Radiant AI, terrible, but in the best way. It's one of those games where they thought of so many... Whilst there is less technical mechanics than in uh, Morrowind... It's also just fun. It also has voice acting and a lot more space, but also like it seemed like the game was very much built on mechanics first and kind of everything else... Afterwards, yeah. like, don't go wrong, the art direction is very much like, everything looks like a painting, isn't it pretty? I sort of like that, though, because I feel like it doesn't... I mean, apart from the faces, it doesn't look that aged when you look at, because, like, how the art style went. I don't open it up and I'm like, whew! No, but that's due to the art direction. No, exactly, that's what I mean. Like, it looks... The art of the style of the game really helped it be a bit more timeless. But don't get me wrong, if you open it up, you can tell it's an old game. But it's not like. But there's like it, there's color, whereas you load up Skyrim, and it's like cool. We love bleak. Well, it's also I mean I'm, I think I've even talked about some of my favorite mechanics, like making your own spells. That's that's a that's a so litty mechanic. They fun. I don't know why they got rid of it. I think they couldn't balance it. Well, Oblivion doesn't care about not being balanced. No, they I, didn't think about it too much. I guess Skyrim cared a bit more. Yeah, I don't think it should have though. No, this is the thing, like, Oblivion's just fun. Like, I mean, it has less spells than Morrowind, because Morrowind has, like, Levitating and all that. But Levitating. Levitate. Leviathan. <laughs> Leviathan. But Oblivion, I just think Oblivion's, Oblivion's spellmaking is so fun. Oblivion's enchanting is so fun. Like, you can have the most broken spells, and, like, who cares? Like, it's part of the fun. Like, it's also a good reward. I mean, like, the DLC sort of with Frostspire... Mm-hmm. sort of broke it because you can just get it from day one but it's such a good reward for the mages guild the mages guild questline is really fun in general the end bit's a bit meh but like doing like the little um sorry i thought you were trying to put that down no <laughs> we were just struggling <laughs> um the mages guild recommendation quest is really fun mm-hmm. like yeah get me to everywhere and it's also quite a good way of introducing the player if they're not doing the main story to the main story because they're probably going to go to Kavach thinking there's a guild holder mm-hmm. and then being like OMG OMG it'd be burning down <laughs> oh my god oh my god oh Pals, my there's god. a fire oh my god <laughs> um, but yeah it's hard quest line like a lot of they they really probably should only had one guild hall try to kill you but like three of them actively trying to kill you <laughs> one of them tries to drown you Another yeah. one has got black soul gems. One of them's trying to send you on a crazy quest because some woman can hear voices and he's trying to kill you. I mean, another one's just a necromancer. A lot's be happening. Like <laughs> a lot, a lot's be happening. Yeah, but it's just. I mean, also like, I think it just does so much. It does so much better than Skyrim. Being a vampire is more fun, or at least more like of a mechanic. Well, yeah. rather than just a special ability, it's more like. Oh, I can't go in the Something sun. you have to take into consideration. Yeah, like, it's more of a, like, fun, not hard mode. There's no werewolf, which, honestly, I think is for the best. I don't love the werewolf thing. I, and... I kind of I kind of liked having the option but there's to no... be a lycanthrope. Yeah, but there's no 
that's my issue with it. There's no like lunar cycle. Like if there's a full moon, you turn to a werewolf. Fair, more fun. But because it's just a special ability, you can do a command. I'm a bit like, eh. there's no reason for me not to pick it up then. Yeah, I mean, you kind of choose between werewolf or lycanthrope. Werewolf or like the same thing, Joe. Get grip. Yeah, I was gonna say. Get well, grip, Susan. Werewolf like, or vampire. No, but they're still both in the special ability. Yeah. Which I, I'm a bit more like, eh. Oblivion, I think, balanced it a bit better. Of like, okay, you do get some really good stuff I with mean, the vampire, but you, you've you, got a trade off. If you get the Dawn Guard, if you have the Dawn Guard DLC for Skyrim, which, I mean, given the amount of times that Skyrim has been. Because you make copies uh, of Skyrim you probably own. Right. Like, you definitely. I am free. One of them has Dawn Guard. That revamps the yeah. vampire stuff. But even but... then, it's still just like a special ability. I just prefer how Oblivion did it. I just prefer Fair. like it be a bit more. If I'm a vampire, I don't want to then not be a vampire for most of it. Like if I've, it's also you don't make an active choice to be a vampire mostly in Oblivion. Mm-hmm. Most of the times you get it, it's just by combat, unless you get the two. Ex- um... Unless you sleep in that little shack. Well, there's the Dark Brotherhood offer you it, and I think one. I think skin grads. Um, the not mayor. What what's like the owner of Skingra? Like who? <laughs> Lordship. Yeah, like whoever. Y'all. Uh, the y'all of Skingrad. Oh. Yeah, he offers you it, I think. But apart from that, it's just accidentally through caves, which I think is more fun. They also just have more diseases ready in Oblivion. Like you can just get shit and be like, oh, sauce. So I mean, you just no. You still get diseases in Skyrim. You just don't notice them. Yeah, because like shit, negligible. They, but they also like. It's I like, think. Oh, you've got rickets. <laughs> yeah, but then they, I feel like they go away. Yeah. But like Oblivion's, you, you just have it. You just have it forever. It's yeah, like, oh, you you're a leper now. But no, I feel like Oblivion did. Oblivion did so 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 much things better than. So many things even better than, Skyrim. I feel like, Skyrim probably has the better story, but. I think Skyrim is... I could not tell you on top of my head my favourite Skyrim quest. I could tell you eight of my favourite Oblivion quests. Um, to be fair, I can't actually name a single Skyrim quest that I'm like, yeah, fucking love that one. Same. Um, also, Shiver and Isles, great DLC. Iconic DLC. Yeah. Probably, probably not the best the kip, uh, the kip... Why can't I speak? Probably not the best. Sorry, I just saw your soul leave your body. <laughs> Probably not the best show of mental illness. Um, depiction, that's it. But um, <laughs> just fun. Just fun. Just fun. Just camp. Camp. Looking camp right in the eye. Yeah, my favourite tweet. I mean, like, it makes you kind of disappointed that they can do one plane of oblivion so well. And then another, make another plane of Oblivion just the worst part of the game. The thing is, I feel like if Oblivion wasn't just... Like, I think if the first gate was like that, and then the other ones are a bit different, you'd be like, no, that was fun. Yeah. Like, for like a, a little... switchy switchy. For like a little, like, ooh, like ooh. we're in hell. I don't mind it, but every Oblivion gate is the exact same copy and paste. If it had a bit more, maybe, unique quests... Where you weren't just closing every gate, but maybe like you had to go save people, or like it was more of a siege. So then you had to defend a siege. Yeah, like you got to defend the town because yeah, no, it's getting siege against mean. you. I just like the, I just like the way you pronounced it. Oh, um, so they maybe that'd be more bit more fun if they did more with it, where you weren't just going in there and closing every single mm-hmm. one. And like, or maybe there was like 
main gates that would close like multiple or something like that like i feel like if it was a bit more revamped it'd be a lot more fun but as it stood no no but like you if you assaulted the main gate it would be quite difficult but if you took out like some of the smaller gates or yeah. there, then like the Probably the like, yeah, like, make it like make it like hell like it is but make the loot really fucking good in it but make it harder shit so like because mm-hmm. also it's not like you can close all the gates and then you're just like oh it's over it's like no you have to close you have to do the main quest it's not like you can systematically close every single gate yeah and even after the main quest they still pop up yeah so like there's like no never point. done <laughs> but Oblivion's such a good game. It's so fun. Yeah. It's so fun if you just want to spend a weekend. Just, like, vibing. Like... It's got great quests. Yeah, and it, like... It's entertaining to go back to from a... Everything it just seems so simple. I know yeah. that... I Maybe know it's that a nostalgia sound... hitting me, but I love I, it. Like, I think that makes... That makes the game sound kind of reductive by saying everything's quite simple, but... It, Simple compared to what we're used to nowadays. I hadn't reached the levels of streamline, streamlining that we do have now. It still has some of that weird, awkward jank that you kind of get from mid two thousands, early like late nineties games. Yeah. Um, and I don't think you can ever take that out of oblivion. I mean, but I love it. I love that. I love that era. I'm not sure if it's because I grew up with that era of gaming, but I love playing it. Any game that sort of has that feel or vibe i just feel so happy with so i'm like i love the jank it's like the sims 3 i love it because it's a bit love it. it's a bit janky um a game that i kind of love even with all of the jank is uh jade empire it, i played it um i mean it's a bioware joint it came out post kotor pre uh mass effect okay it, it was the game they did in between and it's kind of janky, but it's super fun. It is camp. It's um, it's like a Chinese martial arts game oh. where it's all like hand-to-hand combat, and you've got like yeah, like it's super it's super cool. You can see all of the makings of what Bioware would sort of transition yeah. into, um, and it's a setting that you don't really see too often in video games, and it's really memorable. They haven't gone back to it yet yeah uh because i don't know why i mean i think it would make money but then i'm (laughs) one of the few people who remember the game jade empire so um like it was the preamble to the collecting all the squad members and like all that kind of shit um but that has the unrefinedness that it's quite fun to see yeah like you can see it's fun playing older games and seeing the links yeah that how gaming has developed into what it is um i think that's why portal i put before portal 2 was i just think part of the charm of portal is then seeing how it changed into portal 2 and you're like oh look at you Look at you grow. Look at you. Look at you. But it's like, I love... Like, I'll happy play, like, GTA San Andreas. Mm-hmm. Even though GTA 3 is my favourite, for some reason. I... But just so... There's just... Something about, like, how those games present and how they're made 
It's just so fun. Is it, like, there's a certain amount of intricacy that you can have with games where graphical fidelity isn't the isn't such a prime point of development. Like, you, you could use a slightly worse engine if it meant that you could squeeze more mechanically out of it. Like, for them to incorporate from San Andreas into GTA 5 or whatever, the, like, gaining weight system, because they dropped it for GTA 4 as well. Yeah. Like, for you to implement that with the graphical fidelity that you have, it would be almost impossible. <laughs> like, yeah. you'd need to have several different character models for, like, it just mm. wouldn't work. Um, but because because you had the space in the game to make that happen, then, like, you could. Oh. I think, like, there is definitely a very big argument to be made that the minimum graphical expectation for games has caused a drop in the mechanical quality of games. Well, I think indie games are sort of... Because I think AAA games care about graphics a lot. Indie games, I think, care a bit more about their mechanics and their story rather than graphics. Because a lot mm-hmm. of them are like one or two people and they're like, you know what, I haven't got 3D modeling skills. Right. But I have an English lit degree and I will <laughs> fucking use it. But it's like games like... Obviously there are games that have like such good stories and the graphics to match. Like, uh, What Remains of Either Finch looks great, plays great, story's great. But there's games like Thomas is Alone which is squares. Yeah. Or there's like... We love squares. Just squares. But like there's also games like like Super Meat Boy. Mm-hmm. Graphics aren't the best. They do exactly what they want to do. Even Celeste. Like 8-bit looks great, but it is pro... Like the indie market has a chokehold on it. Because no AAA game cares about making 8-bit games. Or no. 32-bit games. Because they're like, no, we can have Troy Baker... Come in and not Troy Baker. Have and frown. <laughs> I think Troy Baker has now been in almost every video game I have ever played. He, he also made a tweet about how good NFTs are. I don't. Queen, not, no. <laughs> terrible person. Troy, don't start because if you make an NFT of your voice, that's it. The, the gaming industry. Is I don't know fucked. what he wants. I think he. I don't even know. Oh, who cares? I'm not talking about NFTs. Um, it's the second time they've been brought up though. Because they're so just everywhere. Twitter are making <laughs> NFT. Twitter making NFT profile Yeah, you get a cute little hex- hexagonal, hexagonal yeah. like border. That's cute. I saw a tweet that was like, if I see anyone with a hexagonal NFT hands on site. Um, profile picture, I'm going to block them, call that the blockchain. <laughs> <laughs> I was like lit. I want to sell one NFT, but not because I want to get into NFTs. I just want to scam a rich person. Okay, well. I just want to make one terrible one. So. And then recycle like something so Greta Thunberg can bounce me out <laughs> um, so if you want to go over I'm to not. our website to our page on dragqueenmerch.com you can buy our <laughs> NFT on that oh, um, <laughs> I luckily I've got no art skills because I would have fully made an NFT not realising that they're terrible I would have made it early on and been like oh it's bad it's Oops. bad I love um, how I was like, oh, we're not talking about NFTs, and then we just talked about <laughs> NFTs. But yeah, that's been Oblivion and apparently NFTs and a bit of mix of everything else. L- little bits, just little bits. Uh, I was on a tangent. 
Unheard of. Unheard of. So we are going to take a short little break. A short we'll little breaky break. Be right back. Ah. Uh... God, I hope you keep playing. Um. So we're back. We're back. Um. Guess who back in the house? Who's been cracking about? Fine, fresh feminine battle. <laughs> Pussy like pow, <laughs> pussy about to end this round. I'm so upset that RuPaul made such a good song. I know she didn't write it, but God, that is such a good, such a good song. It is a little bit iconic. Love. Um, so we are going to move on from talking about one Bethsaida game um, to another. Well, that's not true, Ellen. You were invited. It's not Bethesda game. It's a I mean, game. It's published. It's still technically... What is the difference between a publisher? Like, they don't develop anything, do they? No, publisher just does they all just... of, like, the licensing, publish the game, all of that kind of stuff. Okay, I don't count them as they creating can, the game. They can have influence on, like, parts of the development, but, like, they don't... They're not the team doing it. Yeah, I, so, I don't like, whilst, count yes, them. It was technically Obsidian. It was under the... Don't try and umbrella. have your segue work. I'm not having it. <laughs> not well, in this house. I'll quit. <laughs> replace you. Um, replace you with me with just more mental illness. So we've kind of already spoken about it a little bit, but it's hard for us to not to speak about Fallout New Vegas. It's it. We it's, just find a way back there. Like it is, I think, my favorite game of all time. I don't I get think, why. Don't think another game tops it. It was one of those games that I really role-played with so whatever character i was like trying to sorry i thought you meant like lop in i would oh no not. <laughs> you got oh, ready no. to lop in no i i lopped as an emo <laughs> <laughs> um where you could kind of you could kind of actually do anything that you wanted to you a really lot can. Of the, loads of the quests have different ways of approaching them um some more inventive than others um and one of the big things for me as a little queer kid, um, I know, uh, was being able to be gay, or at least bisexual with the confirmed bachelor perk. Um, it was one of the first games where that was a possibility, and that's super cool. Hey, there's no gay characters in Fallout 3, is there? No. Not a single gay. Not a single gay. I feel like that is in a DLC, but that might be me just misthinking something from the pit. I don't... I don't think there is, though. I can't remember anything off the top of my head, and I feel like I would have remembered. Um, but it also has such a great introduction. The opening few levels literally teach you about all of the mechanics. I mean, I think you're missing out on the main, the great intro sequence, and the most iconic line of the game is rigged from the start. From with Chandler from Friends deciding to iconic. flex his voice. Oh, Truly iconic. It's a great, it's a great intro sequence. Um, that suit was camp. That suit is camp. That suit was camp. Um, but right from the start, you are introduced to the Powder Gangers and Good Springs. Like you were shot in the head, make a character, you know, all of that. Um, the only thing that outside of like whatever character you want to make is that you are you are or were a courier. That's kind of. That's yeah. the only thing that grounds your character, much like how in previous games you're a vault dweller or you were one of the tribals or, you know, whatevs. 
Have um, you played the old games? I feel like you would have. I've played half of one and uh, I've played about a quarter of two. It. Um, I've played some of one, maybe like an hour or two, but then I kept dying because I... I'm not good at those games. <laughs> yes, it takes a hot minute to get back into. So um, yeah, I've like not played. A, I mean, I've not played an ice retro game in so long in general, and I feel like f- getting back into that genre on Fallout with 1... with like 1997 logic. Yeah, with Fallout One was never going to work out. No, not really. It is quite a hard game to get back to. Um, but with the, uh, you have to either. Uh, side with the powder gangers or side with the town and no matter who you side with you have to try and get like extra supplies to help yourselves out and that all relies on your skills so like you need dynamite you need to go to easy pete to try and convince him i'm not going to blow myself up um you can intimidate a shopkeeper to give you some more armor that Um, works in real life too yeah go to sainsbury's and try and fight someone um and I just think it's you learn everything that you need to learn before you've even left the starting area um, and it sort of you can see the strip from the starting area yeah. as well but if you try and take the short route you very very quickly get just wrecked by some Cazadors. Maybe you do but I'm built different. Are you built different? <laughs> Mm. Um, so not only does it teach you about all the basic mechanics, it also teaches you whilst, yes, you can go anywhere, uh, be prepared to yeah. be unprepared. Um, and it a lot of its design philosophy is based in um, more realistic interactions. It is very much a game that is built on your own personal interactions with each character and faction. Um, like, uh, all of the companions, I don't think there's a single one that is not stellar. Like, Boone, um, wife was sold to the Legion um, as a slave with unborn child, just because the lady at the front desk of Novak was like... Don't, don't particularly like she, that woman. She's like, she's just annoying, isn't she? She just whines a lot. Um, and then sort of deepening that relationship with him to the point where he talks about his guilt and PTSD over the massacre of uh, like the Great Khan's women and children um, and sort of him going from... like him turning himself from just this angry, brooding man into doing something good for the wasteland. You've got Arcade Ganon, my gay boyfriend. <laughs> <laughs> my boy wife. My actual, like, my actual wife. Um, Is he your favourite companion? He's my favourite companion, but only because he was my actual boyfriend for uh, at least six months of my life. Mine is Cassidy. Um, Cassidy is very... Just who I want to (laughs) be. Okay, Ganon, where you have to try and get the remnants of the Enclave back together, um, which is a really cool throwback to Fallout 2 with all of the other developers, ETC. Um, Cassidy, her dad was in Fallout 2. So that's another link back. Um, Cassidy, uh, Cass's companion quest 
revolves around trying to find her burnt down caravan that was done by the Van Graffs. Um, probably one of the worst, like, least hard-hitting companion quests. Uh, you've got Lily, the schizophrenic oh God, I love her. old lady, uh, an icon. No. <laughs> you did miss out a key thing of she's a nightkin. Oh, she's she's a not just some random old woman. <laughs> um, she wears some gardening gloves and she's great. Um, you've got Edie, who was mine and Arcade Ganon's child. Um, the robot? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, no, I'm taking no questions. I was a question. Um, He's a woman, right? Like they. I think you'll find Edie is non-binary, but... But, like, they made her a she. <laughs> I'm fine with her being a non-binary icon, but I... In, um... There's... There's different EDs. Oh, because I'm thinking of the one in what's it called? Um, where you meet Ulysses? Uh, Lonesome Road. Yeah, that one's a that one's a woman, apparently. Yeah, I've only played it once. Uh- <laughs> I watched an analysis. He told me it was a woman, and I was like, "Gay rights, <laughs> gay rights, good for her." Um, and Edie's just a cool little companion. Doesn't really like do much mechanically, but like it's just kind of like a. I think bit. base game. She's probably the most boring. Yeah. companion because it's also like she has some cool like little audio clips but I'm like eh I'd yeah. rather um, I do you... like that you get two companions it is cute uh, you've unless got... you're me and you mod it so you get all companions all companions uh, you've got Rex who's like a half dog half robot icon um, used to belong to Caesar or Kaiser depending on you know where you lie how you like him <laughs> um and you've got to find, like, another brain for him so he doesn't die or melt away or whatever robot dogs do. I know this is a... I do wish that if you had him as a companion, I do wish there was a bit of a time limit. Because it's a bit of a, like... Oh, okay, at the end he's like, oh, you didn't fix him. I would love it if Hoppy through was like, bitch. Just, bitch, bitch you, got you should have paid more attention to your <laughs> you, dog. You should have got, gotten to step in. But maybe that's me wanting too much from a game that had four <laughs> minutes of development time. Right. Um, and then there's Raul, who you find being held captive by a um, drag queen, Nikin, Icon. which is iconic, um, who was, who's a ghoul, a ghoul, I think the only ghoul companion that you can have. Um, he used to be like a gunslinger, um, and used to be really good at murdering people, but then he just sort of liked fixing things um and if you do his companion quest then he go instead of donning his like usual like mechanic jumpsuit he wears like a bandito like outlaw outfit and it's kind of iconic it's kind of iconic um all of the and how how can we not talk about Veronica? Oh, Veronica. We have two, we have two gay companions oh yeah she's gay is Cassidy? I feel like Cassidy has a bit of a queer. Cassidy, it's never mentioned. I guess the one she has a. Maybe I just want everyone to be gay, so I'm like, oh, gay. <laughs> oh, gay. Um, like. It's like in Life is Strange. I didn't realize there was a straight option. Oh. I just thought everyone was a lesbian. No, true. <laughs> I just made them all gay. <laughs> <laughs> I was. I watched all those players, like. Oh! Oh! They. Yours weren't a lesbian. Mine! <laughs> <laughs> um. It also has, I think, some of the best vaults in the entire oh, series. 
Um, some of them are mediocre, don't get me wrong, but the ones that hit hard, hit hard, like, um, I forget what vote it is, um, but where they have to vote That's my favorite. for the sacrifice, and if they just didn't send anyone in, then they could have all just lived a happy life. Um, tragic. Uh, like, that entire vault journey is really well done. I feel like... You've also got Vault 22. Well, I was going to say, I feel like you probably will disagree, but I think even... Bethesda or, like, I think every Fallout game knows how to do vaults. I mean, yeah, it's just think of a social experiment. Yeah, but I feel like they do, like, there are some really interesting ones. Like, in Fallout 3, you've got the one of, like, the Gary Vault, which is interesting. The actual premise is, I think, a lot better than the execution. Yeah, I mean, it, that vault gets tiresome very yeah. quickly. Um, but then you've also got, like, I think Tranquility Lane is an interesting vault, but I think it's more interesting now, because I feel like you would definitely get a virtual reality vault now. <laughs> Oh, absolutely. If it was made in 2021, they'd be like, you know what? Yeah, get fucking get a- Oculus. Ahead of its time. Get that on her. But, no, I, yeah, like, I mean, New Vegas hard. I don't love the Plant Vault. I think the Plant Vault is one of the most interesting. I, I think love it. to play, it's kind of frustrating just because... That was my issue. I just didn't love, like, gameplay-wise. My, uh. But the... I think the moral dilemma that you have at the end of do you a keep the research, delete oh. the research, do you kill the researcher, do you hand over the research to the company? Like, there's lots of nuance in how you finish the quest. Um, I always play the quest quest the same way, so I'm never okay. like nuance. I'm like, no, this is the right. <laughs> Um, the only quest I feel like I got huge new ones was I can't remember. I feel like it's not a vault one, but they're the ones who the people are locked and like stuck underneath. So you you can either reroute the power. So basically, water is supposed to be going to his farm, but it's not going to his farm. But then you find the out. farms. The, yeah, yeah. So then it's getting rerouted to these people who are surviving because they're stuck underground. So then it's like, do you reroute the power back to the farm so more people can get crops? and more people can live on the surface but then doom needs group of people mm-hmm. or do you let the group of people keep having it and then just sacrifice the potential crop growth yeah. I, could, I thought that was interesting because I was like oh I don't know I think I always save the people underground I don't think I've ever doomed them um, so I was like glass crops you can get from somewhere else yeah, I mean, there's quite a few decisions like that, like with Helios 1, which is another really big quest and plot point for both the LCR and the Brotherhood of Steel. Um, but there is only one right answer, and that is pinned in that gun. <laughs> <laughs> um, no, like, I always distribute the electricity evenly throughout the I do it time. evenly, or I do it to the gun. Um, the gun's more fun. The gun is I'm here for fun. fun. Um, but is it broken? Yeah. Yeah, definitely. Um, one of my personal favourite quest lines is the quest line with the first recon squad where uh, one of its members uh, was raped by a fiend and it is kind of one of the only times I've seen in games uh, someone has been assaulted and they try and reclaim agency over their sexuality by being overtly like aggressively sexual all the time and you sort of have to have a conversation with this person and sort of 
tell them to go to therapy kind of like get help <laughs> no it's kind of like it's okay like we can get you we can get you help it's okay Please get help. and as uh if you you know help them then later on down the line they're like thank you so much for helping me like i think it's a really interesting portrayal of what trauma does what, of what trauma yeah. does um it's also quite an accurate representation of how people react to that sort of situation. Yeah, um, it's also super interesting. Uh, that adds another like layer to it is that she was gay as well. Yeah, so like there is there's layers, <laughs> um, like and that's just a completely random, almost unmarked quest. Like there, there's so much depth and thought put into the quest design yeah and that's really what makes the entire world feel so believable like your overall karma doesn't really matter it's how no. you interact with each faction i don't i get why they have karma in new vegas but it doesn't really factions are a lot more important like karma doesn't really you might know i actually don't does so, it actually does, is there any quests that get affected by karma yeah i mean the quests still get you still get the karma points the same. But I mean, as like, Fallout is it 3. like obviously in Fallout Three, some companions or some quests were just locked off because you were goody two shoes or too evil. Mm-hmm. But like, does that? Um, I feel like that doesn't happen in New Vegas. I feel like it's all just fractions. It does happen a little bit in New Vegas. Like, I think if you are very evil, I don't think Arcade will come with you. Um, oh, yeah. If you side with the Legion, Arcade, Cass won't come with you. But that, again, faction. Like, it's more down to factional instead of, like, the overarching moral system. But I think the only reason why New Vegas keeps that... Because they had the eight minutes of development time. They couldn't get it out. Eight minutes of development time. But B, because it, it's a thing that's hard-coded into the mechanics, I feel like if you were to take out the karma system, yeah, fair. I think then lots of other things break mm. so just adding an extra system on top wouldn't i mean the really consistent i think is good to keep anyway anyway because i feel like if you then see even if it's just like a placebo effect if you see like your karma's gone down you maybe might not be as reckless i think the because... especially if you're like maybe new to the series you might be stealing stuff left right and center and then not realizing that maybe you shouldn't I think almost all decisions in Fallout New Vegas are somewhat morally grey. I don't think there is a good or bad decision for any particular quest or outcome. I like, feel like they definitely... A lot of the quests, even if you're objectively bad, you don't get a pop-up being like, you've lost karma. You've, a lot of them are quite like, like you oh, do what you need to do. You've like you've pissed off the NCR. Yeah. Like, they, come, really... they come with you, baby. Yeah. Um, another quest that I think is really, really well-designed uh, is at Camp Bitter Springs? Is it Bitter Springs? Forlorn Hope? What, um, whichever one's, whichever one's so the one of course. Where everyone remembers it differently? No, maybe. Mm-hmm. The quest where... Sorry, I thought I was... So, so I could track along no. with you. The quest where, like, battle happens. I think it's the N- NCR. I think it's, like, they're fighting fiends. Then some people are like, I was there, there were kids in children there and um, kids and women or whatever and then other people are like no it was just like the whole sort of you have to come to your own decision as to what actually oh, happened what, with uh um, that that's that's the battle of bitter springs oh yeah okay and it's uh it is very black and white yeah but the ncr did some did well i think the whole point of it is supposed to be a bit more gray because like some of the people who are like not 
the greatest NCR lovers, or even like, no, that happened a lot better than some people are saying, and some people who are like, NCR, like, mm-hmm. troopers, whatever, like, no, there were women and kids there. Like, I think the whole point is that you need to come to your it's, own... It's a propaganda machine. Yeah, like, come to your own conclusion as to what occurred there. Um, but there's a group of soldiers called, like, the Misfits, or some, something cliche like that, um... And they're not a very good squad of soldiers, and you've got to use your own skills to try and train them up. Mm. Um, and you can see the impact that you have, and you know, uh, and that's just a tiny little quest that's just knocking around that you can do. Like the influence and autonomy you have over your decisions in New Vegas, I think, is almost unparalleled. Yeah, like um, I always make decisions or when playing New Vegas when I make like decisions I always have to try and like weigh up options and what's best whereas with Fallout 3 it was very much good option, bad option Fallout 3 did have some new ones I think like reducing it is a bit Fallout 3 I feel like because Fallout New Vegas is objectively the better game people do sometimes throw that like Fallout 3 was this terrible game Fallout 3 is a good game oh no Fallout 3 Fallout is, is a, a great game. game it's just not the if Fallout New Vegas was never released Fallout 3 would just be regarded as an amazing great game yeah but because Fallout New Vegas happened people are like eh uh, I feel like sometimes people's language how they describe Fallout 3 is always just a bit like like the nuance isn't there for some quests but also I feel like I'm sure Bethesda writers are great. I just feel like Bethesda's priority is not in their no, writing. Absolutely not. But there was some like Fallout Fallout 3 does have actually some good technical nuance when it comes to quests. Like leaving the guy who runs the simulation. Dr. Braum. Yeah, like you can leave him stuck in a simulation forever, you can kill him. Or like even that quest that quest has some nuance. Like you can just follow along with him which is objectively evil or you can essentially euthanize all these people yeah which is again like is that the morally or is it better for them just to be released which is never an option but i mean you can also just call their fail safe and put the whole thing that's what i mean they that's when they all die like that's that's euthanizing them all because i don't think if you escape you don't they're still stuck in there yes because you follow along with him but sorry so your cat breaking into someone's house or thought you should cut anyway. But Fallout 3, I think Fallout 3 does ambience really well as well. Like the Dunwich building is creepy. Yeah. Um, I feel more creeped out in Fallout 3 than New Vegas. I know what you mean, but... Which I think I want from Fallout 3. Maybe I don't want it as much from New Vegas, but I think Fallout... So I mean, like I get a bit weird when I compare them because I'm like, I don't feel like they were really trying to do the same thing. Fallout 3 is creepy. Fallout 3, you feel a bit more alone. Hence why I call the Lone Wanderer. Mm-hmm. Whereas I feel like in New Vegas, it's a lot more populated, so you don't feel like, which it needs to be because they want to talk about factions and all that. You can't really do that in a game like Fallout 3. Fallout 3 also, it's whole... It's not talking, like... I'm not sure if Fallout 3 just didn't get the memo about what Fallout was supposed to be about, but sometimes it's a bit like... They're just trying to do their own thing with yeah. an IP, which I'm not against. Fallout 3 does some interesting things. It has an interesting story. If, or interesting stories. Like, the replicated man quest is interesting. Did it need to be a whole game? No. no. But it is an interesting 
thing. It's an interesting like, premise. It's an interesting premise of, yes, is an android that is sentient, but it's still a robot. Who owns that person? Do they own themselves? Or is it because it is essentially, quote-unquote, a toaster? Is it okay that it can be sold to mm -hmm. Dr. Zimmer? That's an interesting... Like, Fallout 3 had interesting moments. Fallout New Vegas just does a lot better. But yeah. I think sometimes when people compare and contrast, they really just do a disservice to Fallout 3, which I just don't think is fair. That's no, why I don't like I comparing them, because I feel like it's like comparing two things that... I think it's... There's an interesting conversation in having with comparing them, but I think because everyone always does it, I sometimes have a bit of like a... Like, if you ever watch an analysis of, like, Fallout New Vegas, sometimes they're like, Fallout 3, like, did this wrong and this wrong. It's like, Fallout 3 is some interesting stuff. Well, it's like, you can give... I mean, you give the exact same ingredients to yeah. two diff to two chefs and they'll come up with something completely different. Yeah. It's the exact same thing. It's just, I think, I'm a lot more, in hindsight, critical of Fallout 3 just when Obsidian could create what they did in such a short amount yeah, of exactly. time, it doesn't. It's not necessarily that Fallout Three couldn't have been. Mm. It's that they didn't have the. I don't want to say passion because clearly a lot of passion went into Fallout Three. I think they didn't have direction. No, they didn't. They were trying to essentially reboot the franchise, whereas. But I think they were trying to reboot just... it in a different way than it was. Like, no, absolutely. The anti-capitalist themes are not there. The like, they tried to make a fun game and they succeeded. I don't think because they clearly don't care about the law and they clearly, oh, absolutely that not. clearly just isn't their priority. That's why, like, but like, that is the priority of like obsidian but also obsidian had less development time but they planned vaburin clearly their writers had this on their mm -hmm. forefront they did have years to actually think of the story so it was just in, like putting it in there what they did was amazing like, yeah no, i true. mean there's no words about it like and obviously a lot of things happened in development like how the amount they got accomplished in their development time it, is miracle. astounding but it's like they were always gonna make the better story game because they technically did have more time. Like clearly, their writers would think about this before development started, and clearly, like they had, they knew exactly what they sort of mm -hmm. wanted to do. Which, like, as they should, because like it's an amazing game. Like, if they had more development time, I'm sure they didn't even scratch the surface of all the ideas they wanted to do. Like the sheer amount of cut content must from be Vegas. No, it's well, huge. the one that even is thingy like we know about is like vast. But, like, Fallout 3, I just feel... I don't know. Like, I'm not sure if it's just because I have nostalgia for Fallout 3. Yeah, I mean, I have, like... I also have a lot of nostalgia for Fallout 3. I must... Uh, I must have played at least 600 hours of yeah. that game. Like, I know that... I know both New Vegas and Fallout 3 like the back of my hand. Same. Like, um... I mean, like, I get a lot of people can... can, can Oh my god, I'm having a stroke. Oh my god. I get why people compare and contrast, and I do think it's a valid. Because, like, you sort of have to. Because, like, how could you not? Yeah. But I also feel like sometimes when people do it, it's just people act like Fallout 3 was meh. When, in essentially, Fallout 3 rebooted the franchise, sold more than both Fallout 1 and 2. Oh, no, it was... And was just... It was exactly what the franchise probably needed no, at that point. It is still... 
an incredibly fun game to play. Also, it's, it's got a great intro sequence. I love the vault. I... Because you know yeah. what I do want? I do want to see me kill my parent. <laughs> given <laughs> that. Like, I think it's interesting. Like, it's got, like... It was cool to see what life was like inside a vault. Yeah. Con- given it's a control vault. And they tried to redo it for Fallout 4. And I don't... I, I don't count Fallout 4 in any way as a good game. I mean... I don't like it. I'm like it's fun, but it's just not good. It's very. We're not. Gonna, we don't need to get into it. No, but, that's a that's a different conversation. But Fallout Three, I think Fallout Three was just it did a lot. It was on the nose enough that I think in hindsight everyone still agrees it is a good game. Fallout New Vegas is a lot better. Fallout New Vegas is a, probably objectively the better game. I just have my little nostalgia glasses on because yeah. I I played actually I probably played New Vegas more. I, I I do I mean I think I prefer the world of free in a post apoc post apocalyptic setting. Three is I mean, definitely it's bleaker. Bleaker, creepier. It has got like the interesting thing of like the vampire people, who are the group of like cannibals who mm. are morally good. Down in Arafu. Yeah, like that's interesting. Like sections like that, I feel like people don't talk about when it's like, or like the Republic of Dave. That's camp. Yeah, that's that funny. Is camp. Like. They have like sections like that which I think are just so memorable that people just don't really acknowledge. Um, like, <laughs> like helping slaves retake the Abraham Lincoln Memorial. <laughs> what was that about? Why? <laughs> Why was that there? But even that's quite interesting because like, I think Fallout Three had enough awareness of the ironic nature that was the Fallout franchise with like capitalism that even that small bit you can sort of say like you tried, mm-hmm. you tried to see like. Oh look, slaves took over the Lincoln Memorial. You can see how that's like they're trying to interpret it. First it was slavers and then they had to overthrow the slavers. Oh yeah, (laughs) slaves. Like but Is it camp that the science museum was taken over by science experiments? Well, always. But I think also DLC why I mean I think it's because I want Fallout 3 to be a bit more of a horror, scary experience. Point lookout is fucking terrifying. Point Lockout is one of the strongest pieces of DLC ever. Point Lockout is... 13-year-old me was terrified. No, it's the amount of atmosphere they it's managed just so to pack creepy. It, it. The entire thing is fucking amazing. But I think that's why I like... Because I, I think I want... From what I want from Fallout 3 and New Vegas, Point I think Lockout I want different things. Yeah, no. I think that's why I don't like... I think I have just... A, I mean, clearly I have a lot of reasons why I don't like Compare and Contrast. But... I don't want Fallout 3 to be New Vegas. I don't want New Vegas to be Fallout 3. No, I don't want New Vegas to be this creepy, a bit more bleak setting. But I don't want Fallout 3 to be this a bit more populated. Mm-hmm. Not cheery, but like, just because I'm looking for two different things from both games. And I don't, I think what Fallout 3 does well, it does really well. Like, the environmental storytelling is really good in Fallout 3. And the creepiness adds to what they want to do. Whereas, and then that gets balanced really well with the campy nature of some of the quests, where you're a bit like, oh, okay. Like, I think it just does tonal quite well. But um, I think Fallout New Vegas knows the story it wants to tell and tells it amazingly. My favourite Fallout 3 fact is that uh, the UK does still exist post-war. And a, and a man came over from England to uh, Washington, D- D.C., during like post-apocalypse 
So don't know how he did that. But... Well, they had boats in like the 1700s. So yeah. I guess. Well, no, but you like, can make a boat. That's why you, they can't go into the open seas because of all the mutated like sea animals. He might have flew. There are planes. Yeah. He might have flown. There's you not, know his life. There's not many straight through flights from. Like, <laughs> well, I meant more he might have his own plane. Yeah, I mean, he is rich. He does own that old tower. Yeah. I mean, I, I mean, I know his name was probably not. Uh, whatever. Who cares? Um, the issue. I think. One of the big gripes I do have with Fallout 3. This is not a Fallout 3 analysis, but I just wanted to talk about it because it is something that annoys me. When the first decision you can make out of the door is blowing up a town, if you want to be an evil character, there is no more build up than that. You've destroyed a town with kids in. Like, yeah. Fallout New Vegas is a lot more gradual. If you want to be evil, it's a lot more gradual. Fallout 3 really went, we're going to start at the absolute peak well, and then not be able to go anywhere else. Well, I mean, yeah, that's true, I guess, comparatively uh, siding with a bunch of, like, you can, like raider prisoners people. and then being like, yo, this is our town now. Or siding with the townspeople and being like, go away, prisoners. <laughs> I think Fallout 3's tutorial is a bit more interesting than New Vegas. But that's just me personally. I do think New Vegas is interesting. But mm-hmm. I don't care about the power gangers and I don't care about good strings. No, but... I care a bit more about... I think I care a bit more about Fallout 3 because you go back and things have obviously been impacted. Like, it's more interesting to me like that I went back mm-hmm. and if I didn't kill the overseer, a martyr has an issue with me. Or it's, if I did, she's fine. It's like when you see... Whatever. Some of the random events where it's like a martyr where she's been fucking stolen by the Enclave and she's like running around in her ruined vault suit being like, I... I can't believe you did this to me! Right, I want to bring this up. I don't mean to make this into all about Fallout 3, but here we are. I love Fallout 3's random encounters. Because Fallout New Vegas hasn't got them, they're all static. Like, Fallout 3, you can literally wander out and have rad scorpions fighting the Brotherhood, fighting the Enclave. Like, lots just occurring. New Vegas does have a couple. But, um, so... Fallout 3, uh, the map is in a grid and every yeah, grid can have something yeah, there's, anything can happen Like there's certain locations which is always a random thingy. I love that, I love the chaos Like, I'll Give me the drama Give me the drama, the amount of times I spent in Fallout 3 trying to find the, you know the random event that gives you the unique alien blaster Yeah yeah, the amount of times I've tried to I've definitely missed that because it, com- it comes from the sky doesn't it? Yeah, it, it it's just from the explosions uh, and the noise, and then yeah, I definitely missed it. But unless you see, <laughs> unless you see the explosion, it's game over. Unless you also know about it, yeah, you're definitely right. missing it because a random explosion noise in Fallout Three. Wow, breaking! Like, you can make. Can you make weapons? In... No. I mean, you can you can craft can some you things. Make the rocket launcher. I love. You can that. make the rocket launcher, the shish kebab. There's not. You can get schematics. It's yeah. less. A crafting system and more that's what i mean though like, yeah because i like i love the rocket launcher it is a fun one. i want to be able to throw teddies at people that's fun um I also, sorry that was a very big derail um, it wasn't that big of a derail i also think new vegas has one of the best spats of dlc of any any singular game that's um fair. dead money honest hearts um old world blues and lonesome road i think i've only played Old, what's the robot one? Old World Blues. Old World Blues. I think I played that one. Um, but each DLC has its own um, 
Oh no, I played I played a bit of Lonesome Road. It's like its own vibe, its own genre. Like Dead Money is uh, harkens on the survival aspects of the game a little bit more. Um, uh, Honest Hearts is a little bit more about um, exploration and just sort of a little bit more lore and primarily how pretty the Arizona Canyon, the Grand mm. Canyon is. Arizona Canyon, get a grip, Susan. <laughs> um, <laughs> um, Old World Blues is camp well, and it's like leans s- into the humour. Yeah, like sci-fi um, 80s uh, film, um, not 80s, like 60s. Lonesome Road is the atmospheric epilogue of New Vegas. Like Each one serves a purpose and has a different vibe but all of them are very strong in their own right yeah dead money is not the funnest to play through dead money was sort of it was hinted at too much in the main game that it needed to happen what with the burn man right what that's on its hearts oh dead money is elijah the um ex-brotherhood um leader oh elder elder elijah yeah no i don't i have any i mean i was also 13 and asking my parents for a dlc meant i don't get a new game so um <laughs> i always chose a game but i think i played old world blues because i love a little dog gun mm-hmm. little puppy gun but i mean obviously i chose the camp one obviously if i get to choose one dlc i'm getting the it's camp gonna, one it's gonna be the camp it's one. like um oblivion i chose shivering isles yeah i mean it was that or horse armor so horse armor is iconic i don't care <laughs> I love it because if nowadays it got released, no one would care. No, no one would even think about it. No, no one would care. But also, it was the fact it cost like eight ninety nine because you could only buy. It's five ninety nine. Well, you could only buy it in Microsoft points, so you oh, yeah. you, you had to buy eight ninety nine pounds. I recently bought the collector's edition mm-hmm. or game of the year edition, whatever got me on Steam, all of them, and horse armor. I was like, I forget this is actually in the game. <laughs> Like, I forget this isn't just a joke that we all just say. Like, I forget it's here. My horse it's armor. like we didn't meme something into reality. The reality yeah. memed itself. Um, Wait, and then did you go for? Who'd you side with? Because I feel like you've probably done all of them. But I have I've, done all of them. I can never side with Seizure. I know, like, Caesar isn't technically evil. I mean... Uh... <laughs> well, it's more... I know the whole point of Caesar is more the ends justify the means and that sort of the... Mm-hmm. I know he everyone who anyone who's made a narrative video has always said he probably has the one that's gonna the plan that actually would work he probably actually would do what he needs to do and, yeah but, but the it's like it it's like yes it would bring stability but at what cost yeah but i think that's the whole point is like how how far is too far um i don't side with the legion However, so. I don't necessarily like the way that my playthrough goes. I don't necessarily hate the Legion either. Like, if they just stick to where they are, it's Gucci. <laughs> like, um, I usually try and kill, like, sabotage Caesar's brain surgery. Yeah. Um, That's fair. I tend to not side with the NCR either, because I. ACAB? Uh, ACAB, I don't think the NCR would ultimately be beneficial for the region. NCR give me strong colonizer vibes because no. they're not from. Absolutely. Yeah. Um, and no one wants them there. Oh, they it they've already made it very clear that they stretch themselves too thin, 
so they don't have the manpower to take over the swath of the Mojave. Yeah. Um, and they don't have a great rep with most of the citizens. So what? Civil? You're just gonna get civil unrest. Yeah. Cool, Gucci. Um, Mr. House is too capitalist for my liking. Like preferable to NCR or the Legion, but also bad vibes. <laughs> um, so I usually go with the uh, Yes Man ending. Every time I play it, I go Yes Man. Um, I don't care about the NCR because I don't ACAB. I don't need that. Don't need really? that energy. Siege's Legion. I don't think the ends just by the means. I just don't. So mm-hmm. I can't. I'm like mm, no. Um, also, RK Gannon wouldn't like me, and I need like and. I will do anything for male. Oh, like I, I, didn't, I need that. In one of my first playthroughs of New Vegas, I didn't realize that because to be able to activate Arcade's companion quest, you need to interact with the Legion and whatnot. Yeah. So I thought maybe he was like, it's not in that into you. Like, <laughs> not that he would be, not that he was for the Legion, but wouldn't necessarily mind me going down that yeah. quest route. And he was like. No, how dare you? <laughs> you <laughs> with the Legion, and then you broke up with me, and then I had to reload an oh. earlier save file. Uh, and then, yeah, Mr. House gives me strong Walt Disney vibes. I don't need that energy. Mm-hmm. Not in 2021. So, yeah, I always go yes, man, because I'm like, I know my character wouldn't be who I am, but I know I would be right. a lot better. Like, I... I know yes, man is like... I feel like yes, man is the least stable, because the whole point of you... The whole point of Mr. House is that, well, he can run a strip, so, like, he can run the world. Well, not a whole point, but, like, yeah. I think that's sort of, like, the mentality, but, like, your courier guy probably ain't gonna do shit. No, he probably is not gonna do well. It's, like, I would maybe go with Mr. House, however, his intentions are for him to be the... It, like, it's the Atlas Shrugged thing again. Like, yeah. it's, do I want Anne Rand as the leader <laughs> of everyone? No. no. <laughs> like, yeah, you might be able to put people back into space again, but why? Yeah. <laughs> like, why do you give a fuck, old man? <laughs> um, <laughs> the future is now, old man. The only thing I'm really annoyed about with Fallout New Vegas is it's not canonical anymore, is it? Like, Fallout... Oh, no, they... Bethesda have said, like, Beth, no. Bethesda they was, avoid like, nah. talking about it as much as they can. Which is annoying, because I feel like there's nothing... There's nothing... Like, Bethesda only cares about East Coast anyway. They don't do... Like, they don't do West Coast, so, like... It's, like... You're never gonna go, like, close enough to Nevada. Even though I know that's not, like... Mm-hmm. I know it's more... I actually don't know where Nevada is. I think it's more close to East Coast. Well, Nevada is... The, where New Vegas takes place. No, I mean, actually on a map, Joe, you oh, fucking ad- nerd. <laughs> oh, actually on a map, it's... Um... It's not West Coast. N- Two British people are trying to just look on a fucking map. No, it is West Coast, because it's California, it's Texas, California. I oh, yeah. Um, so then, like, it's never... Just keep a canonical on this. Yeah, right. Also, Professor, you don't care if you actually go against canon. There's been things that you said in Fallout 4 that go against things I said uh, established in Fallout 3. Right. <laughs> like, why'd you care? Like, the... Like the ghouls, the whole ghoulification progress, where it's like, well, you kind of still need to eat and drink, but nah, this little kid couldn't survive in a fridge. <laughs> not, and not only be insane, yeah, and also doesn't age, which right? Ghouls apparently still they still they grow. still be aging, yeah. Like they, it... like they don't 
they're not a child forever. They would no. still mature. They just wouldn't. But not a vampire. No. I mean, yeah. well. I feel like, is there anything else you want to talk about? Follow. The issue with us too is we can talk about New Vegas for ages. Yeah. Oblivion is a fun. I love it, but I was also like, I never thought Joe's going to be doing New Vegas. So if I do Oblivion, I've got to keep it a bit short because <laughs> like, we will just... Oblivion is fun to talk about, but New Vegas, we have a lot of opinions. Would you want a remake? I wouldn't. I don't, I'm interested. I don't... No, because you don't need a remake because what all the quality of life improvements you just installed Well, Project I assumed... Nevada. I've assumed with a remake. I mean, it's more like they would be adding stuff. It, like, if they were going to do a remake, it would I guess a sequel. It would have to be like obsidian well yeah i like wouldn't want Bethesda to touch no, it no it would be like look we'll give you the remake and we'll give you x amount of time to implement everything because what you want money be like yo new vegas 2 with the same team yeah be like give it to me well, have you played outer worlds i have i have it downloaded i've played a little bit of it and do you know what not not gripping me. <laughs> I was gonna say I want to play it, but I've not heard good things. I've not heard bad things, but like I feel like when your team makes New Vegas and the fanfare for a new game is quite loud, but then the game gets released and all that fanfare to seems a quiet to not. Whimper. Yeah, it's a quiet whimper, and then the things you do sort of here, it's always like it's fine. It's always like, like okay, I'm not gonna play this game. Like I play, I think I've played the first two hours of it and. I already understand, like, I get the central theme of yeah. the game and the point that it's trying to make, and it just keeps hitting you over the head with it, and I get that, like, it's dystopian capitalism, corporations gone like... They have one thing they want to do, like, and it's and, that. And it's kind of very one note, it's like, yeah, of course we're against this. Like, there's no... I think we need to move away from this, like, anti-capitalist. We all hate it. Like, right. not the games, like capitalism. So we can do a game of, let's talk about different things. Maybe pro-communism. Right. Maybe we just have pro-socialist. Anarchy. Tonight we riot. Like, yeah. loads of them. I talk about New Vegas again. It, I will be coming at you with a full, like, um, critical breakdown of my favourite quests. Instead of it just kind of being a little bit off the top of my head. I feel like I was like, oh, I'm going to talk about the quest and just talk about a few of them. But the issue with Oblivion, there's... Name a quest for one dollar. For one dollar, name a quest. Well, there is the iconic quest. <laughs> 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 no, they're, they're like, there's like the paranoia quest, which is great, where you're like helping or not helping a paranoid man thinks he's being followed there's that one you look confused i don't remember that one the one where you go into like one of the towns and he's like you you there and then you follow him and he's like these people are conspiring against me follow them then you follow them and they're just living their life normally i mean uh you're just describing my time in the cycle yeah that's just you every day you in tesco they're following me joe van not looking at you <laughs> yes yes joe that's because you're stealing <laughs> That's because she walked out with all this stuff. Um, but yeah, I think that's kind of all I've got to say about New Vegas at the moment. Um, so, yeah, I think this is the end of part two of our little get back together. Um, it, this one was a little bit more 
off the top of our heads. Having a chat, getting back into the swing yeah, of things. Yeah, like, I feel like we both didn't. The issue with the first one, quote-unquote, issue... Pilot. Pilot, was I feel like because we were so drawn on what to talk about, like, info, we repeat a lot of info. We repeat Whereas, a here, info. casual little convo just between us gals. Right, just us gals. Bet- just us gorgeous, me, gorgeous you, girlies. and the gorgeous girls. Gorgeous, gorgeous, gorgeous. gorgeous. <laughs> the gorgeous, gorgeous, gorgeous. Listening, but so we'll probably do a little mix of this in general. A bit, a little bit. You'll get some info from us, and maybe in the future it'll be a bit more. We'll have some stuff written down, but a little casual, casual convos between some gorgeous, gorgeous girlies. Um, and. Yeah. Give us some feedback. Uh, make sure we are on the leisure tots <laughs> forever because I never want to leave. Um, That's like, just who I am now. Uh, I am sorry in advance. We're sorry in advance. Joe. Go ahead. Uh, I think this is going to be a rough one to edit and <laughs> for you to listen to. But I hope you all enjoy it all the same. We're sorry in advance um, always. If you'd like to give us some money... <laughs> um, <laughs> that would be nice but don't feel like you have to um, not not because you shouldn't but because we also haven't got any way for you to pay us <laughs> so Joe wants you to mail some money in a nice little envelope I, to their house I would like you to send me a card with some money in it <laughs> because uh, I need therapy and the NHS <laughs> is just not giving me therapy so, I mean, or don't send me money if you would like me to stay unhinged on microphone. Your choice. For my sake, let's get you some therapy. <laughs> um, so where can people find you? You can find me on the Cursed Bird app. Twitter. Luxifernal. L-U-X-I-F-E-R-I-N-A-L. <laughs> it's like you're trying. It's like you're trying. <laughs> I was trying to remember how to spell it. Change your um, app. You can find me on Grinder in <laughs> um, in the local Big Tesco in, at three AM in Brixton. Uh, you can also find me on Recon <laughs> at Squall Switch. You need to remove. Love people say you dick pics. You can also follow uh, my dark Twitter if you're hot. <laughs> <laughs> you can follow me. <laughs> On Twitter at Accidental Jesus, which I probably should change. It's probably a bit problematic, is it? Probably not. No. Yeah. Uh, at Accidental Jesus, or well, you can follow. Because I mean, like, Jesus was only Jesus accidentally. Sure thing. Or you can follow the podcast on Twitter at We Are Sorry Pod. We Are Sorry Pod. W E. <laughs> A-R-E-S-O-R-R-Y-P-O-D. Or Waspod. Or Wasp. Waspod. Waspod. Um, but yeah, uh, thanks for listening. Deuces. <laughs> Bye.